Hello, everybody. Jaime Landeros with the Cantina MX Podcast. We got a lot of stuff to cover. We finally got a return date for Liga MX and some other ramblings and goings. And let's not waste any time. Let me introduce the cast today. Everybody, say hello to Joel and Alberto. How we doing? We have a date of return, July 23rd. Liga Amekis is finally, finally returning. How do we feel about this, boys? I'm pretty happy. I'm a little... <laughs> He's happy and I'm a bit confused because I don't, I don't know where, where Chivas is going to... Are they back on Chivas TV? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I have you know? no... It says, it says Izzy. It says Izzy transmission. What? What? Izzy, Izzy, I Z Z I. What does that mean? I don't... What kind of slang is this, cheekies? I don't. All right, let me let me look it up, dude. Wait, what's going I don't on? Even know what it is. Okay, so on the Liga MX website. Oh. On the, on the lineups, it shows the transmission for each game. Oh. Like the NA Fox Sports for the Chivas Leon game on the twenty fifth. It says Izzy. Oh, but who's who's so, the home team? Chivas. Uh, Chivas. Oh, man. Before we... Uh, that might so... be Max, though. That might be some some obscure channel you get in Max. Before we but, go uh, any further, uh, the official name of, of this tournament is going to be Guardianes 2020. The president, Eric Bonilla, who had COVID, said... Liga Amekis recognizes everyone in the health sector in our country and on the other side of the border. They have faced the COVID pandemic with professionalism, bravery, and responsibility. So they're dedicating this tournament to to all those. How cute. To the, to the first responders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's cool, I guess. I don't really... Yeah, I was really confused when I saw the name because when I, when I when I thought of Guardianes, I don't know if you remember Man on Fire when he takes that guy, the kidnapper guy, to like a hill. Oh, the Denzel Washington he's got, movie. He's got him. Yeah, Denzel Washington takes him over there and he's like burnt, cutting off his fingers and burning bands. And he says, "Los Guardianes." <laughs> he's part. The Guardianes was like a group of uh, kidnappers and estafadores and all that stuff. So that's oh, what I was thinking of when I saw this Guardianes 2020. I was like, oh, those Guardianes. Because, <laughs> you know, Denzel was speaking, movie, the, the way. He was speaking the Spanish, <laughs> but the guy was like, man, you're not, you're not saying it right. Los Guardianes, he was telling him. <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie. So uh, I'm looking at the calendar, and it's available for everybody. Uh, if you go to Liga Mekis, uh, what is it? LigaMekis.net. They have the the, the official schedule, so the the, game, the first game will be on the 23rd of July, which is, what, about nine days from now, and it, it's going it to go through November uh, 9th. Then Reclasificación is going to be 21 to 22 of November because, remember, now there's 12 teams that are going to qualify for Liguilla, 12 out of 18, go figure. Then we're going to have the quarterfinals uh, 25th to the 29th of November, Semis in December from the 2nd to the 6th. And then the final will be on the 10th 
and the 13th unless uh, the finalist will be participating in the uh, Club World Cup. They'll postpone it until the 23rd and 27th of December. Uh, so those are your okay. dates. I thought Club World Cup was suspended until 2021 because they're, um, they're going to do a new format. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, they put this in the PDF, so it's pretty official. And and then, with, okay, so the reclassification, that's that's the 12th to 8th teams? Uh, I actually, so I know that the top four teams get like a bye week. And then the remaining teams will have the uh, oh, re- the remaining. yeah the re- repechaje. Yeah. So, All right. We'll so, see. That has the potential to be interesting. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly, man. Uh, I, I had totally forgotten about that. And then uh, again, no consequences for the shittiest team. They're gonna have no descenso this year. Um. So yeah, it's it's uh I'm just glad that we're finally getting it back. I don't know if you guys have been watching the Copa por Mexico, but we we uh you know it, it's been a while since we since we saw some football and it, and it was really nice to just see some action, um, and uh, yeah, it's finally happening. I'm I'm sure Cruz Azul will be a little bit salty about their run being cut off, but as 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 we've seen in the Copa por Mexico, they actually won all three games and they're in the semifinal uh against you know, against Tigres. But they do have a really good coach. Who's their coach? Uh, it's the guy they won with Santos, Uruguayo, and Siboldi. Yes, Robert Dante Siboldi. And he he um so he took over Santos and he made him champions. And then they booted him because um, locker room problems. But that run was very telling because he pretty much outcoached everyone. Like they they didn't just win. You could tell you could tell that you know the coaching was like on point. And so it, it was very you know surprising to see like like the guy had done so good. And then right right away the second season he's getting booted. And so. So then he ends up at Veracruz, which I, it just seemed weird, you know. Um, and as we know, like all the all the stuff that was going on in Veracruz, with with um, just the players not getting paid, and all the problems, and so that was a disaster for him, you know. It he looked so bad that that's the image people had of him because he was still a new coach. And um, so, and just the way he arrived to Cruz Azul under the whole Pelaya scandal. Uh, well, actually, not Pelaya scandal, but uh, what is it? Victor Garces, who just came in and, and kicked him out and punked Billy and did all this stuff. So he just, he looked, you know, who is this dude? People forgot, man. It shows, kind of shows the, Short-term memory, uh, a lot of fans we tend to have, and uh, yeah, no, he's he did really good at Cruz Azul, man. I mean, he's I mean he's been doing really good, especially with with how the team's been managed, you know, with um the back back room and and then the whole 
thing we were hearing about not too long ago about they might get booted out because, um, you know, the guy's been crooked, the Alvarez family. Which we still didn't get in a, a I didn't get a resolution on that. But uh, are you telling me, Joel, that Cruz Azul está la buena? <laughs> I think, no, I do I do think that they are definitely, um, they will be one of the, one of the favorites. One of the contenders? Do, yeah, if you have to pick four, oh, okay. obviously they're, they're there. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're one of them. Who's no, who, who, who else is in your list then, like off the top of your head? I think I think it's safe to say Tigres in America, and, uh, and then it's a coin toss with a bunch of other teams because you have like uh. – um, you have Monterrey, which is like – you don't know what's going on there. The, another good coach with um, Turk, who finally, um, you know, he managed to win with them. But then the following season, that team just shit the bed. Uh, you know, it was just they a had, whole disaster. I want to say uh, they had zero victories in the uh, man. zero. That's hard to believe. Yeah, and they're they're. You know, but it's a stacked team with a. He's still a good coach. You know, that's the whole thing with with Liga MX because it's such a. That makes it also hard to predict because it's it's not a full season. It's it's half a season we're predicting, and then it's not only half a season. Um, then you have playoffs mm-hmm. where it's like one bad game and that's mm-hmm. it. You know, a mistake or whatever. Then that's it. Then it costs you. Yeah. It's... So it's yeah. It's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna be again. Twelve out of the uh, eighteen teams are gonna qualify for repechaje, and then, um, it's a one game. It's it's literally just one leg at at the uh, the team with the better ranking. They're gonna host the game, so it's it's gonna be cutthroat, man. And and uh, you know you might see a team that squeezes in, catches you know lightning in a bottle, and and then they end up winning the whole thing. I mean, we've seen that happen time and time again. The eighth seed, the tenth seed, we've seen them come yeah. out champs. And and Cruz Azul, if there's one one thing about them is they're very consistent in the season. In fact, I want to say like if you look at the last ten years, they probably been the if they would have gone on points, they probably would have been the team with the most titles because they're that consistent in regular season. But when it yeah. comes to Liguilla, they're really good at losing and choking. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I think that the test on uh, uh, tomorrow actually will be we'll see because again Cruz Azul uh, this little mini tournament that they're doing Copa por Mexico they won all three games and they played America Pumas and Toluca and uh, they're gonna play Tigres in the semis so this is a little preview of can they handle the pressure can, or are they gonna get knocked out like they always do yeah no I I think they showed it already with um when Pelaez was there and you saw it in their matchup, their, their main thing was against America and, and they, you know, cause that's where they would choke the hardest, but they, they did pretty, they did well. And I believe they finally beat them with, with, um, yeah, they, with Tivoldi. They spanked um, them uh four one. Yeah. That was, that's, that's been one of their, their cocos, you know, their boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go and jinx them though, man. Because if I I'm recall, not... <laughs> you, you and you and Ron used to talk about uh, 
back in the day when uh, Pelias was with them, how they were going to improve and everything, and they did a little bit, but then oh yeah, it, no, they, it was it was not Ron, it was John, not, it was John. Or, and then and then and then Paul came along, and Paul yeah. was the big guy, and he sort of like fizzled. He didn't you know do too much. He was sort of impressive, but uh, you can never no, trust well, Chris. He, he got he got injured. He got injured, so he he missed, and then the new coach came, and then I don't know because. That's a big reason why Pelayas was booted because he wasn't working with with some of the um, promoters that Cruz Azul, you know, they go through. So I think that's that's a big reason why Paul. But then Boca was like, "Hey, we'll take him," you know, Boca Junior. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they they won't take just any player back, man. Uh, they they do their. Homework well, and I don't know what happened with that guy. Um, I don't know what happened, but to me, he was he was gonna be one of the breakout stars, but you know, he got caught up in all that stuff. I don't, I don't know if he's still with the team or if he went back to Argentina. I guess we could check later. Really quickly, Luis in the yeah. comments. Shout out to Luis. Said, uh, "Can't blame Turco for his team quitting because of scheduling for the Club World Cup." While Beckham was breaking FIFA rules, tampering with Pizarro. Thank you, Luis. I forgot about the whole clubs. Oh, um, Pizarro scored? Just now? Yeah, he just scored with uh, oh. Miami against uh, playing? Philadelphia. I forgot there was that Mickey Mouse tournament going on right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Their World Cup kind of tournament. Uh, what were we gonna say, Joel? Oh, that that uh, yeah, I've forgotten about about Monterrey going to the clubs, to the clubs World Cup. I don't think the whole the Pizarro thing, like like because that's that's a thing with a lot of professionals and a lot of players that, you know, that he's not like, like it's not gonna hurt them the way it hurt Chivas. Uh, losing Pizarro is not gonna hurt Monterrey, you know. Just because they're so stacked, so I I think uh, yeah. You know who the team is. Was Turco even using them? Like, I don't I don't I don't even. Yeah, I think he, he was. But you know a team that's not stacked anymore. They just lost one of the greatest players, uh, Tigres. So they lost uh, Jurgen Dam. Oh they're man, gonna be, they're gonna be they're gonna be handicapped for this uh, upcoming matchup. In the Where are they gonna get their uh, their terrible centers from? Their crosses from now? Yeah, they had a dude. Was it in Toluca? It was doing good I, I, in one of the teams, and they they got so many players loaned out. Tigres became America. That used to be America. They used to have so many players spread out throughout the league. Like they would have up to thirty foreigners, you know. Just in teams, even even some of them on loan to some random ass South American teams, and that's right now that's Tigres. They and I think and this is this I was hearing about this news a while back because they got rid of the president, and I think that was one of the reasons that he was going a bit too crazy with the whole transfer thing, uh, and I think they brought back Elinge Rodriguez. Uh, he's like old man. He's like ancient dude. I thought he had retired, but um, yeah, Tigres got cause just too many man. Hmm. 
I mean, and, and when you have them on loan, a lot of times uh, you're still paying some sort of wages, you know? Like you'll pay like a, still a percentage. Yeah. Sort all, of like yeah. America's paying for uh, your favorite Oribe. Uh, the... <laughs> yeah, Oribe Peralta, holy smokes, man. That guy is just... Chivas might as well line up with 10 players on the pitch because he's just worthless. Uh, I saw Chivas, uh, Luis Fernando Tena is doing this thing where he starts one team on the on the 45 minutes, and then because there are no limitations on subs, he's fielding a completely different side uh, in the second half. And Lachofis came in, or Lachonkis right now, he came in <laughs> and immediately gave one of the nicest passes of the second half and Berata, he just, he didn't, he just, he just screwed up, man. He didn't know what the hell to do. And, and, uh, it was just a wasted opportunity, a wasted moment of brilliance. Um, and, uh, Chivas are actually going to face against America in the semifinals on Thursday. So this is going to be a nice little, nice little game, you know, and, uh, you know, what they say about these, about these is, uh, I don't care what what this is. This is this is definitely not a friendly. There's always emotions run high in these Chivas America games, even if it's just for for a little tournament that doesn't have any significance. Well, I would I would sort of speak for our Americanista panelist who's not here, Ron. He didn't seem to be stabbing the wall with any uh, any silverware <laughs> after their uh, after America's four one lo- or was it four one. 4-1 loss to... 4-1, spanking. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Pumas lost 4-1 also, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he's... He's he's traumatized by the Prode. I don't think he really cares if America loses this uh, this match. But, yeah, like you said, I think deep in the heart of every Chivista and Americanista, they're, they're going to be wanting the victory. Well, I mean... But anytime see, they play. We, we should also take into consideration that this tournament is pretty much preseason for the teams because they yeah. didn't get to talk. Uh, to Raul's 27, but he did it in half the amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Come on. You're not, the, that's a thing that's. So it's legit. I'm going to agree. Here, here's the thing. Like I, I actually saw the game and like, I hate myself for seeing the game cause I don't respect the MLS, but it, the defense <laughs> is, is a shit show. Like defense in the MLS is just is it's a nightmare. So this is gonna be goals galore for Javier. He finally got one off his chest, but I got like straight up nightmare flashbacks when he missed that penalty. I immediately thought of the penalty that he missed under Louis Van Gaal. It was Champions League qualifiers against Brugge and Chicharito got in and he was trying to prove himself to the new coach because the new coach didn't rate him. <laughs> And he fucking missed it. And I immediately went back to that moment because it was like watching deja vu. And, and you could tell it's like, man, they're already and, and they're, I, they're already criticizing you because you, you left Europe with your tail between your legs. And, you're, and, you, and then you said that you weren't retiring or this was the first step of retirement. And he had to defend himself. And then now you miss a penalty, bro. Oh, my God, dude. It was yeah. like you cannot make this up, man. It's It's just... <laughs> Classic. I think Chicharo. that miss, if, if I remember right, because now I'm, I'm older now and my my memory plays tricks on me. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think I remember because I know Bengal didn't want him, but his teammates wanted him, and I think the teammates yeah. pressured him to give him a, a 
a chance and he, yeah, he did that. And I remember um, there was a picture or like the video going in when God was doing like the face palm. And you could see in Chicharro's face was like, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's Germany now. Um, or wherever it is he left. It was a. Wait, he went on loan to Madrid, no? Uh, no, After no, no. That, so uh, it was Moyes. Remember, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson no, he... re- retired, and then Moyes took over. And Moyes didn't rate him. He had a, he was like sent back to the bench. So then he got loaned out to Real Madrid, and then he came back from Madrid, and Luis Vingal was the coach, and ah. and uh, they decided to sell him. Um, to, that's when he left to Leverkusen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. But that Okay, see there you go. Yeah, the thumbnail of this of this podcast today is is actually that reaction of of Van Gaal. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's and great. and gigs and it was just like, damn, man. <laughs> like um I, You know, I agree with what you said though that he was just feeling that pressure like that whole cuz I mean there's high expectations. Oh yeah. And He's novella, man. You're a DP. You're a designated <laughs> he's, player. He's, You're... he's no, yeah, but they're expecting him to just be this goal machine, and he's not at that level of Carlos Vela, you know. Ah, um, but, but and well, he's going to be dependent on the quality of service he gets or opportunities created by his teammates. I, I have to and, say this. I love that you brought up Vela because I was going to bring that up. So Vela controversially opted out of going to Orlando because his wife's pregnant and here's Chicharito who has the same situation. He, his wife's pregnant too. He decides to play and he had a few things to say about that. He said, uh, we have a good relationship. It's not like I made the correct decision and he didn't. There's no better decision. We need to be very respectful. Only we know what's going on in our families and lives. And then he follows up with, I've known Carlos for a lot of years. I've been in contact with him with during the pandemic both decisions are respectable. One is not better than the other. I'm happy that he's made the best decision for his family. I want to make that clear because you know everyone's going to start shit with them. Did I did I lose you guys? <laughs> I, no, I, I have cut off. Oh no I no no! You just cut no no no! I just no. I just want to know what you guys thought about about that. No, and you know, because we mentioned it, uh, well, you mentioned it. He had just signed with a uh, with a uh, what is it, Herbalife? And because you know, you said what would he do the same thing? And I said not with uh, that, not with his point. new sponsorship. You know, they they're not, he's not gonna. So he's um, being but, he's being pressured. He's he's got the pressure to. No, to that's not himself. pressure. You, to you sell. That's what you signed got, for, man. He's got his obligations. Yeah, his obligations. He's got to go door to door. He's got to he's got to do a quota of door to door. He's got to do like fifteen doors a day or something. Is that the quota? <laughs> Pretty much, man. <laughs> but no, no, it's it's it's. Not, I think you know, and, and I, I know uh, I was saying now he's. He's very professional, and I, I think he might he might be a bit a bit overweight. I'm gonna say that's his dad bod. But I think <laughs> once the season starts, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be on on tip top shape. Um, I, I do think that because I think he's just he pays too much attention to what's being said. I think he needs to be more like Vela in that regards of like 
Zero Fs given, man. You know? Yeah, that's, what, that's what I was about to say. Carlos Vela doesn't care, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, doesn't even, he, he doesn't even care about the sport, dude. And <laughs> just the talent. Uh, a guy who don't he, care, and he can just, like, score on you with, with he, ease at any... Vela's like Little John when, when, when they're talking about him. He's like, huh? What? <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know what this reminds me of, and I've used this reference many, many times. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, and uh, you know the guy, the mathematician. He's like, man, like you could do so much. You are so talented. And then <laughs> the guy's like, the guy's like, like, like I don't know, jerking well, off to his freaking homework. He's like, I can't believe you did this. And, and he he just takes the paper and he lights it on fire. He's like, do you know how fucking this easy this is to me? This is this yeah. is, this is a joke. I, I could do this in my sleep. Like that's the way I see Carlos Vela. He just he knows he's so good. He doesn't give a fuck. He just like if I want to score, I'll score. Like it's really not that big a deal for me. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. But I think that's why that's why he's he's able to do what he's doing. And I I think uh, Chichero because I do think Chichero constantly trying to prove himself. Yeah. And I think he shouldn't. He shouldn't no more. He doesn't have to, man. He did records that I know people will talk shit about. Like his goal scoring record and that it's Moleros and whatnot, and yeah, it could be true or or there's validity in that, but not just anyone can do that. You know, if it was as easy as yeah, we make it we make it seem to be, they would that record would be changing hands like 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 that title belt. Remember that twenty four seven championship? <laughs> <laughs> the three. It was, was kind of dumb. It'll be like some dude sleeping, and then some guy will come and pin him and take the belt. <laughs> that, that, that's he's that, self he's self conscious, dude. He, yeah. Okay, so check this. This goes along. This goes perfectly along with what you're saying about Chicharito's personality. When I was saying in his debut with uh, the Galaxy versus Houston, he was complaining and frustrated with his teammates for not giving him the passes. So, like, if you're if you're not getting passes or if you're not doing well and you're not scoring goals. You can't make it seem and you can't make everyone think that it's your fault, that you're not scoring the goals. You have to blame it on someone else. So that way you can set, you can state that you're still on that higher level and everyone else is not coming up to your level. And you need to prove it by acting out, by blaming others. And so that's what I saw he was doing. And that sort of goes along to what you were saying, Hoeb, that he's got to, uh, you know, he's, he, think he's, he, he cares too much about what other people think. Yeah, you know, I think, and, and I'm gonna say this: I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna get on the chicharron bandwagon. I think him, I think him, like blaming his teammates is more to do with his frustration. Because every time, I don't know if you've seen like a lot of the old interviews when if he would score like a hat trick or a doblete or whatever, and he would always credit his teammates. Yeah, he would always, uh, yes, he would always, yeah. he would always like, give them the shout out, always. Yeah, and, and, and so I, I do think that he's a team player, I think, but I do think it's been some of that pressure. Uh, but, I mean, and and I don't think he played, but Jonah is in the team with him, and uh, I think he got injured or something like that. I totally forgot I mean, Jonathan was are, playing for LA Galaxy, man. I hella forgot, man. His guru, man. I've been uh, too busy watching his uh, – I, I sorry when when I think of Jonathan when I think of Jonathan I just think of that one time he got super drunk on IG and posted a bunch of nudes of his girlfriend. 
They look like Kylie Jenner. Oh my god. He's, he's getting high fives from the Mexican community. <laughs> and it's like, that's not her though. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I do think it's interesting though that like he like again, he just goes to show how completely different Vela and, and Chicharro are is like Vela doesn't want to play and Chicharro's like willing to prove himself uh, in a tournament that might not mean anything but I you know I don't know I I think it's kind of crazy I was I was watching uh Serie A on Saturday or Sunday and I saw Slatan and he's playing at Milan man he's 38 years old and he's he's back in he Europe on CR7 right and uh yeah he beat I think I don't know if they beat him or they tied but um I mean it just goes to show how like Slatan was just like playing in like a little little kids league I'm, I'm sure he must have felt that way and he's you know he said comments about how like the league is just it's not there yet you know and I mean the fact that at 38 years old he was still able to get uh attraction in Europe is is pretty impressive it just goes to show how how skilled and, and competitor comp- com- how much of a competitor he is and uh, oh yeah but he's his talent though he's you know he's been he's been like top 10 for a long time yeah it's just insane just how much talent he has uh but i believe they beat juventus and it was like like their first loss in like 20 something games or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah and um i mean I could see Vela just retiring at LAFC. I, I think that he he could see himself just staying in in LA for a long time. And I don't think this is going to be Chicharito's last stop. I think he might have a season or two at Galaxy, and who knows? He might. I've always had the illusion that he would return to Chivas uh, and retire here, but who knows? Not not Tigres. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he wouldn't. Not Tigres or Monterrey. Um... Yeah, no. Martin had a good. I... No, go ahead, man. Good. No, no, you go. You go first. No, I was just gonna say real quick on the Chicharito uh, talk. Uh, Martin had a good thread, I think, this morning on uh, on Chicharito, and just sort of he he says he's a he's a polar. He's like the most polarizing Mexican player that's been around for a while. That's why he gets all this attention. He gets all this hate. Um, but he also does mention, I think you guys were talking about uh, uh, Slatan. Like Slatan yes. is just like the king of MLS. And sometimes people hate on him because Slatan is, you know, so arrogant. Um, but I like how Martin sort of says that he was right. Um, for the for the moment, MLS is just, you know, just a little bit behind. They got a lot to work on. Um but uh, but you know, he's, I like how he admits Slatan is is right in his arrogance, and I guess he's made some comments about uh, you know, sort of belittling MLS. Uh, but that was a pretty good thread. So yeah, yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Um, it it just really is interesting how it's like he literally has like such a huge divide. There's there's and and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I want to say it's the it's the Americanistas who have always discredited Chicharito. Always. Every time. Even <laughs> even when he scored for Mexico, they'd be like, yeah, whatever, tap-ins, or, oh, it was Copa Oro. Or, you know what I mean? I'm like, bro, if it's that easy, where's Raul Jimenez? 
where's 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 the fifty something goals from Raul Jimenez? He has not scored. He hasn't even scored half of the amount of goals Chicharito has for the Selección. So it's like, come on, man, give this guy some credit. But people like to hate on him, and I think I I don't think he would have as much hate as if he hadn't came out of Guadalajara. To be honest. No, yeah, oh, that's that's been that's been a part. Yeah, Odiame Mas is the new Guadalajara logo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see how it works with Macias. I think he's a little bit more neutral because he uh, he did have a little bit of a falling out with Chivas, and he did go to León and and do things there. So I think he will have a a pretty big appeal to the to the Americanista fans. But um, speaking about uh, players abroad. Chucky Lozano, Joel, you had some noticias for us about um, Gattuso. He he was he was talking about Chucky Lozano. No, no, it wasn't Gattuso. Oh, it's Borghetti, man. Oh, Borghetti, Borghetti. Yes, yes. If you care to read it, uh, he uh-huh. said Borghetti said in an interview with ESPN, the easiest thing is to be comfortable and for Napoli to sell him after the season. He'd have another opportunity in another club in which the coach has asked him and he had more chances to play. But that's falling into comfort. Borghetti continued, the other option is to stay, show yourself, the coach and the fans, that you are a player that they can trust in, that you are worth what they paid, and they and that you can come overcome adversity. You come out of it better in all aspects in terms of character, decision-making, and in terms of football but it'll depend on him. From my point of view, if I was him, I'd stay, but it depends on the player. I like that old school mentality of it's going to be hard, but you have to overcome adversity and prove yourself. Like you have to put it back in the face of Gattuso and and show that you're not what they think you are initially or, and, and come off better. And it might be hard. It might be a struggle but it could turn out turn out in the end that's like the i think that's like the old school mentality versus the the zoomer type of ideas but uh, borghetti is the same guy that went to bolton wanderers and flopped he only had 19 appearances two goals and then he went to i think he went to like saudi arabia you know so i mean he didn't but you know what i i think the whole flop he was there with big sam who was like got suspended because he was like involved in, in doing transfers just because he would get a cut. And I remember way back that uh, I think it's an interview with Borghetti and uh, or with, I think, well, the, the bottom line was Sam didn't even know that Borghetti had Italian passport, which means he wasn't, he wouldn't count as a foreigner. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably the reason he missed a few games, but I mean, I don't think this dude was ever serious about boring, you know. And uh, and I I do remember this really nice goal he scored, but it was like he he should have never gone to that team just because of how how um just the way the coach played, and with like one striker up top, and you needed to do you know be more like 
by midfield and all that stuff. And I do think he just was part of that Tranza stuff. I think he's been doing it since way back. Way back, man. But I, I think, uh, yeah, man, the board was robbed. Bolton Bolton messed up and not signing Pony uh, Reese <laughs> with Borghetti. That should have been a package because, man, between those two, I don't know how many goals they scored, but I just remember Pony Reese and cross it into to Borghetti, kind of similar in the way that uh, Adam Amatore has, has been setting up Raul for goals. That's what he liked. But, I mean, damn, how much is it going to suck that you have a, you know, EU passport? I think of Borghetti's grandfather, I believe. I think his grandfather's Italian. And the coach didn't even know. And then you have someone like Ochoa who can't, <laughs> he can't even get one, you know. And that's what's costing them opportunities. And, uh, yeah, that's that was one of the things. But I, he was wrong, dude. Poor Bori. <laughs> you know, um, as far as the Chucky thing, I, I do agree that he should, he should stay and he should prove himself to the fans. And he's starting to get a little bit more minutes with, with Gattuso, but he hasn't gotten a start. But it, the other thing that you shared with us is the fact that uh, Napoli's already shopping and they're looking at a, a Nigerian uh, playing for Lille. And, uh, I mean, he would be a, a more competition for Chucky. So I think that maybe the, this this chapter with Napoli is, is going to be short-lived because um, I know. Oh, yeah. I know me. But, I mean, I get, what happened? You know. Uh, Mino you know Raiola, you know, his agent is always really good at getting new deals so oh yeah you know but but that's the thing and we were talking about like the professionalism because and and i mentioned um i mentioned chicharo and marcus and, and when chicharo was at man U, man he had competition there man and he he found a way and and marcus I remember when he was in barcelona and uh and then this was around 06 and he was just breaking, you know, getting the first team. Um, and and that's when uh, Juventus got relegated for that match-fixing scandal. And so, so uh, um, Barca gets two players from Juve, which world-class players, you know, which was, uh, I think it was Gianluca Sambrota and, and said, who was it? It was... Uh, Oh man, it was a French defender. Thiago Mota? No. No, 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 man. That's uh Turam? Was it was it Lillian Turam? And everyone Maybe. was saying that that um that that's it, man. That Marquez was done. Yeah, it was Ambrota and Turam. And Turin was champions with, with he has he was part of the team that won with France in ninety eight and, and then Sambrota was just staple with with both Italian national team and uh and Juventus and so you have these two massive players coming in and everyone's thinking, Oh that's it man. There goes Marcus and he, he man, he kept the spot, dude. He's he stayed. Yeah. So I do think uh this Nigerian dude that comes in, yeah, it'll Give him, he'll give him competition, but I, I think if he's resilient, 
he should, you know, claim a spot. And, it, it, you know, like, like normally what we will say, don't be in a team where the coach doesn't want you. And, um, and, um, that was the thing with, with Chucky because he came under a different coach. But, yeah, I, I, I do agree with Borg. I would just add if I'm the player and then I would just talk to the coach, you know. I would, like, I would man, fight Gattuso. I, I, would be, I would beat his ass. Be like, you're playing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't know what I got to do, bro, but I am playing. Like. Yeah, you guys spent fifty yeah. million on this Ferrari, bro, and then you look like a joke every time you leave me in the driveway. I would, I would be like that, man, and maybe but he was leaving them because he's he was showing them to practice. Yeah, probably with his AirPods on, and maybe and even... I, maybe we don't know the whole story. Maybe Chucky's, you know, in training, just like jerking off. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on, but they obviously haven't had a good relationship. And fifty million, man, just to be sitting on the bench. Uh, I think that is burning a hole in Napoli's pocket and they're going to either have to for, you know, they're either going to have to play him or, or sell him. I think that's, it, it's, it's going to get to that point. And, uh, there's plenty of other teams that are going to be willing to, to buy him. Maybe not at 50, but probably at 45 or maybe 40. Yeah. Again, this is Mino Raiola. He's a freaking genius. I mean, they, this is the same agent that Manchester United let Pogba go for as a free agent to Juve and then bought him back for what like over 100 million I mean this guy can make deals Ouch. happen yeah it so. was one of Sir Alex Ferguson's mistakes mm-hmm. uh, yeah he's talked about it he just overlooked him for whatever reason and, so maybe Gattuso Gattuso like motivated he lit a fire on the Chucky and, and so he's responding like he's putting like what I said the airpods away uh, putting the <laughs> the millennial fads away putting his phone away instead of like posting TikToks or thinking about posting TikToks and he's getting down to work, man. He's, he's got to do, he's got to do, he's got to do, but also like to, to go against what Borgetti is saying is like, you can't be messing around with time. If like, you're, if you're doing your best and you're fighting Gattuso and you're doing, and you're trying to punch him or whatever, and you're still not getting any minutes, you're still not getting what you deserve. Then, you know, time playing football is short. So you got to look out for, you know, the time you have left in playing and maybe go to another team. On Borghetti, I was thinking about, man, that dude, he was lighting up with Santos and everything. But at the same time, he was at Bolton, it was 2005. In 2005, also, he had the, the Gucci on Yewu stare down, which I think, oh, that might have <laughs> been, that might, <laughs> that might have been his Gattuso moment where, you know, yelling at him and stuff. He might have been a little bit traumatized after that stare. And, uh, you know, it's winding down his career. God, you think he was scared <laughs> of the Gooch? <laughs> well, he came up all running up to the Gooch, and then the Gooch just sort of stared at him, and then he didn't do anything after that. So. I don't no, think he was going to punch him, you know. Yeah, I don't think I think it was. I don't remember the whole incident. I just I just know that picture because, of the, you know, the U.S. He, fans, just they were making a poster out of it. Yeah, he, he knocked him down. Like, Gooch physically bodied him. And this sort of what is what happened with him at Bolton in the EPL because it's a more physical league. I think he got bodied, man. He didn't seem like – because, you know, he's tall and he's slender and everything, and usually he's, like, yeah. the bigger guy in Mexico. But in the EPL, that I don't think that was the case. And usually he's the guy, you know, in the middle that moves around and tries to get the header. 
you know, jumps up and, and he, and, and, and Gooch pretty much shut him down in those two losses and stuff. And, um, Gooch, Gooch, I remember, um, I just can't remember the player. I think it might've been Marcos Fabian, but I remember he had just signed for AC Milan and then they played like Max and this guy just made him look bad. Like he just made him look so bad. Um, oh, Milan Gooch? must have been like, what did we do? Yeah, and I can't remember oh, the guy, yeah, yeah. man. I can't remember oh, who think... schooled him bad. And then, uh, but I remember Gooch, which I thought was messed up, man. He broke his leg, like, early on. But he didn't really get to play with Milan. Just wore the shirt, I guess, man. Hmm. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the... Yeah, sort of. The reality with Napoli is uh, they are actually still in the Champions League. Um, they are playing Barcelona, but in the league table as of right now, looking for ahead of for next year, it's not looking good. They're in sixth position, so that would put them out of Champions League and possibly Europa League. And uh, I mean, again, it's just a situation that. You don't want to be in if you're a player, you know, you're not going to be playing in Europe and that's like a big, that's a big draw. You know, he was at PSV, he was playing Champions League or he was playing Europa League. And it's like, this is a, this is a player that should be playing Champions League every, every season. So if, uh, if another team comes in wanting his services and, and they're a Champions League contender, then I mean, I would leave. I would not waste any more time in, in, in Italy. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But I, I would, you know, I would take to heart what Dvorak said. I will go talk to Gattuso, tell him my intentions. And if Gattuso says, all right, you know, because I think he would tell him straight up, like, you know, I don't have you in my plans or, yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to give it your all, let's do this. Uh, but I would do that because I think. I do think uh, he should he should prove himself. That's a good league to prove yourself in. Yeah, so far uh, hasn't been a very good league for Mexicans. They've been they've all struggled there, uh, except for Rafa Marquez. There's only been like three or four. Yeah, as I'm saying, it's uh, like it's not one of those leagues that you've you've seen success in. You've seen Mexican players have more success in Spain. Or in England, so why not? Why not go to the, and plus, um, out you know for 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 the English fans and the Spanish fans, they consider the Italian league as like a fisherman's league. Like they, it's definitely not the same league that it used to be back in the nineties. Um, so there's also that it's not as prestigious. It's more. No, but I mean, there's there's been like okay, look, there was Octavio Mora, and he he went to AC Milan. And he went when they were stacked, you know, when they had Van Basten and all those. He went to their historic team, and so he, he didn't cut it there. Uh, and then they had Piti Altamirano. And uh, I don't even know how long he was there. And then I think we had, uh, what's this guy's name? Was it like, not uh, Layun? Layun went to Atalanta. Uh, yeah, from Veracruz, right? Yeah. 
then you had uh, Salcedo went to Roma or Fiorentina. Hector Moreno went to Roma. Um, and then Mar- yeah, man, Mar- very few. And Marcus to Weyas, Verona, and and then now Chucky. No, the Chuck man. Yeah, uh, the Italian league. Not, not, <laughs> and not you know, very... it's it's always Juve. Juve's been the champion for the last like eight eight or ten years, man. It's just like it's just one of those leagues. It's like, man, you already know who's gonna win it. It's it's kind of it's kind of a one legged race. <laughs> I actually want more Mexicans to go back to Bundesliga because I, I I think that's a fun league, and uh, the German fans love love Mexicans. You know they they show a lot of love to them. And if if Chucky had the opportunity to go to like a team like Bayern Munich or Dortmund or uh, in England, maybe you know going to England or, or Spain, I think I think he should go. Wasn't I heard Tecatito? I don't know if you guys heard about him. Tecatito going to uh, Wolves. Wolves. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. I would. I would like to see that. Aremame on one side, Tecatito on the other, and Raúl just and, bagging them in. Yeah, and the, their coach is Portuguese, so I'm sure he follows uh-huh. the Portuguese league. Oh so yeah. I know he's. I know he knows who Tecate is, so <laughs> I, I'm willing to believe that that rumor. That's a that's a solid rumor, especially if Wolves can secure a Europa League spot. Um, I think that I think that'd be a really cool addition. And uh, Raúl has now been directly involved in thirty five goals, uh, a combination of twenty five goals and ten assists. So, no other Premier League player has had a hand in more goals, uh, except for Mo Salah. So, just more Salah. <laughs> it's been a great year for Raul. Uh I would definitely watch more Wolves games if if they had Tecatito. Tecate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that'd be fun. Um I think Achiache would be fun too at Wolves because he's not getting the opportunities at Atleti, unfortunately. He uh, went for free. <laughs> um and Nestor Araujo is getting a lot. The, the 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 steam keeps on picking up with him going to Valencia. Um, he's not the only Mexican player that Valencia are interested in. They want uh, Cesar Montes. Um, so this is the guy I wanted for Chivas. Yeah, I know. Instead, we got Iramir. Iramir. And who was that? That um, that striker, that Tronco. Oh, from what? From Monterrey? Oh, Madueña. Yeah, he was a lot. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Madueña. We he sent. Was a Tronco man. We sent our freaking top goal scorer. The top. Yeah. <laughs> for this <laughs> six so foot. Stuff that doesn't make any sense, man. I actually, when I went to cover uh, Chivas versus Morelia in Sacramento. Uh, Madueña was uh, he played, and he just he's he's super tall. He's like six something. He looks like he should be playing like football or or basketball, but he's just fucking dorky as hell, man. Like super clumsy. Like just just like hits that like stereotype where you're just like you're just like a big dumb jock. He just looks so out of place on the fields, and uh, I, was, <laughs> I just I just kept thinking like what a waste, man. Like why would we trade our like best player for this guy? Like 
I know that we got who did we get in return? Because it wasn't just it was, oh, it's the, well, it was to buy the midfielder Molina. Um, yes. Yeah. And so they said we'll sell him to you, but only if you also do this. Yeah. This loan deal. So dumb. And then oh. they didn't even use him. <laughs> they didn't even use Aliva. They didn't even need him. They had freaking Funes Mori. Yeah, they threw him in the cup games. Um. In the Samoleros. So, uh, so uh, going back to uh, going full circle here. Now that we have a date for the return of Liga Mekis, uh, Chivas America, the 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 actual Clásico will be sometime in in September, Jornada Once. But uh, Albert, I, I wanted to know your uh, your top teams and and who do you think is going to be champ? Oh, well, that's going to be. I haven't even thought about that. Um, well, America is always like up there, but the that loss, I want to go too overboard. Didn't look good for them, even for Ochoa. Uh, Chivas, I don't think you know, there's going to be too much there. Um, Tigres is always a contender. Yeah, I want to say Tigres. I'm, gonna, I'm thinking Tigres is going to be uh, is going to be up there. It's going to be. It's going to. They're going to challenge for the title. I don't think Monterrey is going to do anything. They've been, you know, heading downhill. Uh, I can only see Tigres, America, Chivas maybe do something, but I think Tigres is going to. My pick is going to be Tigres. I guess I haven't even thought about it too much, but I would say them. Well, we're looking at Tuca's last, Tuca's last tournament, right? Uh, I mean, last. Yeah, is this last tournament? Oh wow! I know his contract was until twenty twenty. I don't. Yeah, I, I think, don't you're, think he's extended it. I think you're right. They, yeah, I think. And they're probably gonna go after Mati and make all my Chivas hermanos rage. <laughs> um. <clears throat> You guys have to consider the fact that again, twelve out of the eighteen teams will have the opportunity to to be in the playoffs. So that kind of yeah, that makes it difficult. Yeah. That 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 kind of throws you off because I can again I can see Cruz Azul being the most consistent team in the regular season, but then come Liga, I just don't see them pulling it off. And what what's Mister uh, Jignac's nickname? I don't know. What is Mr. it, Mister Mister Liga? Mr. Leia, yeah, straight up. He's <laughs> he's Mr. Clutch, Mr. Uh, October, where, you know, if, if for those baseball fans, like those guys that just show up in the postseason, he's definitely one of them. Uh, he's had three goals in this little this little tournament, the Copa por Mexico. He's tied with Macias with three goals in three games. So um, <clears throat> I would definitely not, not um, count them out. I think with, again, the 12 teams being able to – to make it to the playoffs. Uh, for me, the the top teams, Cruz Azul, Chivas, and Santos, I think they, if I'm not mistaken, they had a pretty good pretty good season before everything got postponed. Uh, I think Santos could, could be up there. And uh, if I could think of one more team, I guess I'll start by eliminating teams. Atlas, Mazatlan. <laughs> Those <laughs> Just those two we can eliminate right right off the bat. Um, 
Atleti San Luis. I think they can be. I don't know, man. Sometimes uh, they they can show moments of brilliance. Um, Tijuana. Oh, I think Tijuana. I think they might surprise a lot of teams this season. Well, who's their coach? Uh, I don't know, but I know that they took. Oh, come on! If you know the coach, you can elect their chances. Uh, is it uh, is it Turco? It's the King Midas. Turco said Monterrey. Oh shit! It's King uh, Oh, that's right. Because they, <laughs> it's basically Gallos and Tijuana's uh, clothing. Because because <laughs> they uh, yeah, they change. It's it's like when uh, girls have a sleepover and they they trade clothes. They share clothes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> share pajamas? I never heard of that. Uh, <laughs> no, not pajamas. pajamas. Like, like ropa. Like they're gonna go to the movies. Oh, like, this guy. This guy read. What's that book? Uh, Sister of the Traveling Pants. You read that book and just. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> I nope. didn't read the book. I, I saw the movie. Wait. Dang, saw... Tijuana. Oh man. I need some of those pants for. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly think Tijuana is gonna have a good good campaign because they have Marcel Reese and, and uh, some of the other kids from, from, from Querétaro. So I think with, uh, now that I know who's a coach, I think, man, they can... Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the kind of coach that he'll make the, the most with what he has, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't, I don't, off of the top of my head, I don't really know any of their big names, but I just know that, He's one of the best coaches in Liga MX. Like his they numbers speak forward. for themselves, man. Which is they what, got that forward, forward back from Querétaro. I forget his name. He's uh, he's that bald. He's sort of that like helps. Wait, <laughs> he's what? He, he's a big. He's a he's that he's a he's a four. He's a striker. He's a goal scorer. He's uh, bald and he's sort of big. He's big. He's not like I'm playing that game where where it's like where you have things set up and then you. It's you off the push tip of my down. tongue. I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember. Does he that. wear glasses? Now Pan. <laughs> yeah, now Pan. That dude Ariel. is good, man. Ariel. He, he's good. He's, he's where, big. He's where he's did a he presence, come from? He's Argentine, right? He's been, he's he was with Cholos previously, oh. and then he moved over to Querétaro, and now he's back with Cholos. So they also. What is, what is that guessing game? Do you know what I'm talking about? Guess who? Sorry, yeah, that's. The... <laughs> no, I think it's guess who, and and then you have like like all the portraits. Yeah, and it's, then you're like, hey, does he have glasses? Does he have glasses? That's how I felt with cheekies. That's how I felt with cheekies. Does he have that striker? And he's bald. He's bald. <laughs> he's bald. Hey, if you see guess, if if you see the old guess who, they only have one black person. Oh, that's <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> so, so if you, if, if we, you were. We need to cancel that one. It's time to cancel. Uh, guess who? I'm gonna go on Twitter and start canceling it. Well, that's the old game. I don't know about the new game. I'm, I'm sure. Oh they, man. They have. diversity I forgot that. No, uh, Manuel Ayud got traded to Santos, so their coach, their goalkeeper is uh, Jonathan Orozco, which is kind of random. Wait, Layun? La Layud. The goalkeeper for Shogos. Oh, I thought you said Layun. Like, no, no, no. Like you, they did yeah. a they did a goalie trade, so that he got sent to Santos and and uh, Jonathan Orozco went the other way. So pretty. Yeah, that's okay. They got a pretty good lineup, man. Uh, 
That's a good prediction. That's a good uh, good thought. Yeah, and unfortunately for Chivas, uh, they were trying to get things cleared up with uh, Pocho Guzman, but FIFA has not allowed him to to transfer to to Chivas. So well, his suspension still because Pelaez talked about it, mm-hmm. and he said uh, they said if he was going to come back for this tournament, and he said that it's he's still serving his suspension, and so you know they really can't. Mm-hmm. So, um, but who knows if 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 they still, you know, they're still looking at him as a potential target, you know, if if they still have first dibs on him. You know what's embarrassing is they don't even have. I'm looking at Sholo's uh, website. They don't even have the the updated team. Like they're still showing <laughs> players that aren't there. There, I'm like, what the hell, man? But they have English. They have an English Twitter though. Um, but they got they got that uh, going for them. Edwin. Hey, don't don't even start me on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Edwin Cardona is playing there. I didn't know that. And they got uh, Cubo Torres too. So. Oh man, there you go. You know, I've actually always wanted to go to a a game out there. You know, preferably when they play Chivas. I think that'd be because I heard that the. They got a really cool ambiente. They got like the they do the the American style like tailgating before the games, um, and it just seems like a good time out there. Uh, I've always wanted to go and and, and check them out. Uh, maybe when Chivas are in town. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Uh, random question: How do you guys feel about the 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 fan noise? Even though the the stadiums are empty, I'm not a fan of it. I haven't seen man. To be honest, I haven't. I they haven't inject fan noise. Uh, I don't know if it's been happening in Liga Mekis, but in England, the the stadium is again empty. But these Wait, they're not doing cardboard cutouts. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they should. So. And then you go, you go like they could charge you and be like, "Hey, we'll put the cardboard cutout there." Some some then, uh, some teams have done the cardboard thing. Some teams are doing like the the way through the end is doing it where it's like the video stream of fans. Mm-hmm. But would you pay to have a cardboard cutter of you like in the in the stands? Uh <laughs> I would only pay if if I could troll, you know what I mean? That's the only yeah, way. Yeah, like, like was that you that trolled the Liga next game? Oh no, that was not me. That was that was dirty. <laughs> that was dirty. Oh, can Someone... you explain that? I was wondering for you guys cuz I know it was to the end, right? They, uh, yeah, I think somebody somehow was able to get past the thing, and they put a photo of uh, was it Zaga? Was it Zaga's thing? Or was it no, just? No, it was. I don't think so. It's uh, just it was like, somebody... I thought it was the person. I Somebody's thought it was their video. Pieces. I thought it was their own video. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's live video, isn't it? Yeah, it's live video. Uh, and they, yeah, they put their thing on. Okay, there. for for <laughs> those that don't know, can can you guys explain? Explain what, man? Okay, so so. <laughs> Well, let's, well, what you happened? Want, you, like, you want to go to the basement? So okay, like say Mex- say that I, I just saw a picture, but I, I like like someone that hasn't seen anything. It's like, what are okay. you talking about? So at the, in the Liga MX games, and since the stands are empty, do the any overlays? I guess is the word video of multiple fans, webcams, 
showing them watching the game with their jersey on. Maybe they have a background picture of their team. And then they're rooting and they're like raising their hands and stuff. Now I assume this is like some big Zoom conference where all these guys connect. And okay. and they uh, and and they're, so they're showing themselves on the webcam supporting their team. So you have virtual fans in the stadium. And apparently one guy, uh-huh. I don't know if this is live and unmoderated or whatever, he goes and he um, <laughs> pretty much just gets takes off his clothes and it's, shows inappropriate image of himself. <laughs> His twig and berries. Yeah, I remember seeing it, and I thought it was just—I don't know if it was Photoshop, but I saw the picture, and and it's all these little screens, you know, and it's all these people there, and then one of them is—it's annoying, man. Junk. <laughs> yeah, imagine. It's annoying. It gets—I it distracts me. I can't—I can't, I can't yeah, stand them. I, I am not a fan of the video thing. Not at all. Um and I am also not a fan of the fake noise, man. Like I was watching EPL and like, I'm like, there's like chance and everything. And then I don't even know how they even get the reactions even like pretty, pretty close. Like if there's like a really close shot or something, like you can hear like the gasps from the, from the fans. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'd rather just hear the players like yelling and screaming and cussing. Cause I honestly think that's uh, yeah. a rare opportunity to, to really understand the communication that goes on during a game because you don't get to you don't get to hear it. So I I know, especially like if if you know there's like a coach that's just known for like you know cussing or yelling. It's just come on, I want to hear that. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I I don't like all that injected fake stuff. Uh, UFC, of course, bringing this up, but they have the same issue that they fight. And you can hear like the corner, and it's really interesting. You can hear the corner yelling and telling them the instructions and things. So that's that's sort of like cool thing to hear that you don't get to hear normally when all the fans are I, yelling and stuff. Yeah, I, I would like that too. That would be that would be. Uh, we have Luis okay. in the comments. He said that as of right now, top four in Serie A make a hundred to eighty million. Uh, City getting. CAS to overturn their FFP ban could ignite the Super League. If that happens, the top five Euro leagues without their elite clubs would lose the big money. Um, thanks, Luis, for that. I think uh, if you guys didn't know, Man City were getting banned from Champions League for doing some, I think, some uh, illegal transfers, but then they got overturned. But then they ended up having to pay a fine, anyways. So it's like, if you are not guilty, then why are you paying a fine? You know what I mean? It's just like, yes, really unfortunate because, um, you know, I I'm, I hate Man City and uh, and I just hate the way they've like ruined football. You know, they just blank checkbook and let's just buy every player and let's just buy titles because that's basically what they've been doing. Uh, since they they've had their new owners and <clears throat> I mean it shakes things up in the EPL but it's it's just bad for football in in my opinion. But then, but then do you also hate PSG? Yeah, I don't respect PSG it's, either. It's, it's the same, you know. But um, I mean, it's yeah. it's been like that for a while with with you know. Do you hate the, do you the, hate the Real Lakers? Madrid, the Lakers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Cowboys, <laughs> the Yankees. No, but but in football, it did. It's been like that for a while. Um, Real Madrid, they weren't bought out, but 
they had like all these massive, um, you know, um, sponsors and whatnot. Same with Barcelona, which is how they were able to afford all these players. Um, yeah, it's been, it's it's been, uh, and I remember uh, Jorge Ramos made a big thing about it, and it was like a big part of their show where they would talk about uh, cantera, no cartera, you know, <laughs> and that's that's like the whole romantic romanticism of the football, the old school football, where you know teams had players from. They were like from the hometown, like homegrown or, or um, you know, from from that from yeah. that local from talent. Same, um, yeah. So I think one of the probably the last that you saw like of that, uh, at least in Europe, was the Man United '99. Yeah, the uh, the '90s babies, they, and uh, that, when, the, they, when they won the all the, but they won. What was it called? The travel. The travel. Yeah, they won the, but yeah, like Beckham, all those guys were were local. Skulls, Giggsy, yes, yep. Um, <clears throat> and it's they're actually Manchester United has continued to produce homegrown talent with Marsh, uh, not Martial, uh, Rash, Mar- uh, Marcus Rashford, and uh, yeah, now recently Greenwood. Greenwood's another kid from the academy who's been killing it. Um, and then in the complete opposite, a team that was known for their cantera was Barcelona, and they have. They are in a really, really bad situation. I mean, they've spent almost a billion dollars in transfers, and they've they've been flopping, man. I mean, they 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 spent so much money on all these players after Neymar left, and they've they have not panned out. Like Dembele, they spent so much money; he got injured on like his debut, and Coutinho, who who's not even there anymore, um, and uh, it, it's just like they kind of like lost their their roots, man. Like what happened to homegrown talent. And, um, you know, I think like Chivas went to the other extreme where they were not spending on transfers and we weren't, you know, we were struggling, but I think right now they have a pretty good, healthy balance of, of Canteranos and, 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 you know, players that they've, that they've purchased. I think you need to have like a a good combination of both to to be successful. Or you yeah, get no. The hate. You get the hate if you're a cartera. <laughs> well, that's just the way it is now, man. So uh, we've been at it for an hour and some change. Uh, we have again. Tomorrow, semifinals for Copa por México, Cruz Azul versus Tigres. Uh, who do you guys have for that match? Who do you, who do you think is going to win? Wait, wait, just really quick, because on, on oh, yeah. what Luis said about, about you know, igniting the Super League, which has been, you know, there's there's been talk for years as well. Uh, I think you guys call it the G16 or something like that. They were, you know, they were trying to form their own, their own Liga and whatnot. But but if something like that happened, and I could see it benefiting, like MLS, I know a lot of people are gonna hate saying that, but I know it would because that would free up, you know, like 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 Luis says, that it will cost like the leagues money, because then now nobody wants to see uh, La Liga with no Real no Barca, so some of those top players, where are they gonna go? 
and and this league right here within the U.S. is just that's kind of like would be a prime place. I mean, yeah, you have China, you know, and uh, maybe Qatar leagues, but but I think just the way it, people would prefer to live here in the U.S. So I think I think that would be massive, massive. Which and then so I know it's like ah oh, well, MLS blah blah. But then at the same time we've been talking about well not we but we've been hearing about the possible Liga MX MLS you know having a, their own super league. And then this is where all of a sudden you're looking at it's looking much better now you know. I think the it's Super League's a pipe cool. dream, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> I don't think there's a way that they would let that happen. I mean, who knows, man? You never know. So say it does happen and you have, like, Ronaldo and the the Messis and, like, well, maybe not that top-tier players, but you have a lot more European players, you know, just sort of ending their career. But there's still big names going to MLS. And then you have all these Mexican guys in this Super League going to meet like their heroes <laughs> that are now playing in MLS and they go to get to play them. Maybe you have more South American talent, more Argentinians that, you know, that instead of going to Europe, they're like, let me go to Mexican league or MLS so I can hang with these retired dudes. But Europe. they're not, they're not going to be retired, man. <laughs> I know. Think in quotes, retired dudes, they're still, you know, winding no, down their career dudes. No, you're they're, still going to have, Think about it, man. Like La Liga, if if they lose, and some of not just La Liga, but some of these other leagues, like even Italy, that means those teams are not going to be able to pay top money. So a lot of the top South Americans, you know, a Super League's only going to be able to have so many players. So you're still going to have all these other great talent, and where are they going to go? Of course, where where the money is. That's so. I mean. You you're thinking already retirement. More more salt. Come on, Cheeky's here. Salt baby mm. right now. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I, is... I that's what Champions League football is for. That's your super league right there. You want the top of the you know the the best teams? That's that's we got that already. We don't need to do this global league. I think that that kind of ruins the game. Especially well, because you know regulations clubs. and whatnot. Because you're seeing, like, regulations of, of, you know, just what players you could buy and whatnot. And uh, if they make their own league, that means they could, you know, set up their own rules. Because there's been, and the other possibility is a split from FIFA. And even FIFA talked about, sort of, like, if that happened, they would have, like, uh like a World Cup every two years. So basically it will be qualifying World Cup. Like you would probably have players that are career national teamers. Not even, you know, just be playing amistosos all the time. Or, I mean, not even amistosos. Because then look look what we have that happened in Europe and even here with the creation of leagues. So they've got like national team leagues now. Same as we have here in in uh Concacaf. Yeah, the League of Nations. Mm-hmm. League of, that's what they call it? Yeah, the League of Nations. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, come on, think about it. What if they 
you know, it's, you never know, man. I mean, I mean, it's, we never, you know, World Cup used to be 24 teams, mm -hmm. even less than that, but no one thought it would be like more. They thought, okay, 24 is like, that's good. And then they went to 32. Now it's like at 48 or whatever. So, I mean, crazy stuff happens all the time, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount none of this. Luis has a comment on the NFL, like uh, soccer going up, NFL going down. I don't know if I oh, yeah. really believe that, but I, I guess in with recent times, NFL, I guess I don't want to say cancel culture or whatever. Um, the, the Washington Redskins changing their name to the DC Redskins. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the you know the whole the whole stuff going on with the NFL. I don't know if the NFL is going downhill. Wait, is that the uh, name change? Just uh, see I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, I uh, I actually uh, I've already seen the logo of of the next red the Redskins. They're oh, they're changing. Um, I'm gonna see if I can send it to you guys so you guys can look. Oh, it's at like it. a another warrior type of thing, right? It's pretty. It I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, let me see if I can. How do I do this? Um. As far as the, the NFL, man, that the NFL generates so much money. Uh, I I would love to see the day where people are as, as ecstatic to to watch an MLS game as an NFL game. But I don't think the way American culture is, they simply do not have the attention span to watch a football, a soccer game. Because in the NFL, you have breaks every you know, two seconds, they have commercial breaks, they have time to go up and it's a social thing. And the the thing I hear from a lot of Americans is like, how am I supposed to socialize with you guys while watching soccer? And there's no break. And I'm just like, well, I mean, that's just, that makes the game more thrilling, but they, they, they disagree. No, it's, it's boring. Also, like it, you have to wait minutes, tens of minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes before you see some action. Or like you know some goal, whereas the NFL and football is like spurts of action. Like you have downs where anything could happen, and you know it's it's exciting. Like you don't know you don't want to miss a certain down because you know a, a breakaway might might happen or a long pass or something. So that's that's like the patience to watch slow soccer where the score is one zero. Wait, not all soccer slow, Chick. is you really brought the. That's the exaggeration. I'm speaking from the time. Oh, the exaggeration. The, the, I'm speaking of the ta the, the the perspective from the the American. Oh, I thought that yeah. was yours. I was like, cheekies, man. You... No, that's why I'm saying the U.S. The U.S. Yeah, the U.S. culture oh. is not gonna. Yeah, I think they they would see it this. like that. Even though Wigan Wigan beat whole city eight zero today, so boom. They had mercy. There they you showed go. mercy, right? Because they were winning seven zero first half. So they might have been like, ah, let's just, you know, let, let's go easy on them. By the way, I, I sent you guys the logo for the for the the Redskins. It's pretty, like I said. It's in the it's in the Discord chat. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh dang! <laughs> Oh, well, God dang. No, there's a, there's a legit one. I think there's a, I think I, well, I heard like, this is off topic then, 
um, I heard like this guy was like buying a, a bunch of trademarking or, or doing something with a bunch of uh, names so that whenever they tried to to uh, change the name, then he would have the trademark for it That's or the genius. copyright or whatever yeah. and then sell it to him. <laughs> That's the smart thing to do, man. The the Washington Nationals or the Senators or, you know, they'll have some cheesy... Washington, Washington's changed so many other names, like the Washington Bullets, remember them? Bullets. Now they're the Washington Willards, Wizards. And then it was the, well, Montreal Expos, and then they, they went to Washington as the Nationals. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I, the, the amount of money that the NFL generates, again, I don't see... I just don't see the MLS getting any like MLS is people rather watch like hockey and golf and bowling than, than MLS, man. It's just, but there's a huge demand obviously for immigrants and Mexicans and Latinos who live here and they still prefer, you know, soccer and Liga MX uh, ratings here in the States are higher than even, even most premier league games. I'm actually very curious to see how much uh, views will generate the uh, Chivas America game on Thursday. I'm, I'm curious to get over a million views. I think they will. Yeah. Well, I mean, this way with people liking stuff, it changes all the time. I mean, basketball wasn't as famous as it is now. You know, if you go back a couple of years. No, uh, dude. So, it, when I was in high school, basketball was up there. Well, of course, that's Michael. When Jordan, it, this was Michael. When, that, that's when they hit the peak, man. I'm, I'm, I'm saying no, more even, back, man. Even before, even before I was in high school, like the Lakers, the Celtics Lakers rivalry, that thing was huge back in the day, man. The the Showtime but, Lakers. That's not far back, Chickies. Come on, man. You're that's in the eighties. That's not far back, dude. Chickies, come okay. on, man. Come on, well, you, man. Okay, that's... the 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 Celtics dynasty of what what is it the fifties or whatever? That's like the that's like the campionissimo. Well, I mean, Celtics, look, I know, but look, at one point you had two basketball leagues, and uh, so you kind of see it with that that Will Ferrell movie. Remember Semi Pro? Semi Pro, yep. <laughs> and but it. it's kind of based on that where where eventually it became the one league. ABA. Yeah, so if you go kind of back Dr. then, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't nowhere near what it is now. You know, I, I it just know. it just wasn't. The the truth of the matter is, the NFL. Another thing about football is it's a very violent sport, and Americans love that. You know, there's a lot of violence. People are getting hit, and you don't see that in in soccer. You know, so it's like there's. We have the CTE. The CTE is a negative issue, also that I think is sort of dampered it a little bit mm-hmm. but even even with that man i yeah. think these donks don't even care man they're like yeah oh, nfl and all this stuff I, I i do say i do think that similar the way boxing you know like where kids these days are not looking to become a professional fighter because you know because of the damage down the road i think a lot of kids the same way they're not looking like football might not be as popular like for kids growing up because because of the concussions and they've been really pushing that 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 um that narrative you know that it's not safe it's a violent sport and so i mean who knows who knows i i think that another thing we have to consider is the fact that the mls is a baby 
I mean, it, they just hit their 25-year anniversary, and that's it's a very, very young league. Sure, there are teams that have history, you know, um, back when it was like the NASL and stuff, like, you know, the Timberwolves, the tin, the Portland Timbers, Timbers and the Earthquakes and, you know, the New York Cosmos. Like, there are teams that have roots. But for the most part, these, these MLS teams, they're literally creating a culture right now. Um, and, you know, the rest of the world has had almost – a hundred years of a head start. So who knows, who knows what will happen in the next 50 years. But I think that, um, uh, the problem with the MLS is number one, there's just too many teams. I mean, they're going to try and get to 32 like the NFL. And that when you have that many teams, it's kind of hard to be competitive. Um, but you know, that's their choice. yeah we'll see we'll see what happens um so yeah predictions for the semifinals of copa por mexico tomorrow cruz azul versus tigres chivas america on thursday i want to i want to hear you guys' predictions so we can wrap this up hmm. I, i'm going i'm going cruz azul and then i'm uh... I'm gonna let my chivismo get the best of me. So, uh, Cruz Azul Chivas potential. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> as, as long as Tema doesn't go with his half and half, you know? Yeah, that's the only thing you know? I'm, I'm like, this is a semifinal and it's America. Yeah. Bro. This is not a game yeah. where you're gonna be doing this. Don't put Peralta on the phone. Don't don't even let him even in the stadium. Peralta should not be like <laughs> <laughs> send him to buy a pack of smokes and he gets that team left. I'm gonna go Tigres in America. Tigres You would. You so would. <laughs> Gotta be different. Um I'm actually curious to see how Giovanni dos Santos is gonna react. To Pollo Briseño, this is going to be the first time that they encounter each other ever since Pollo basically uh, took out a chunk of Gio's thigh. It's pretty brutal. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was in the Clásico last year. Uh, basically, that was that was a nasty tackle, man. I, I, I'm not going to defend that. Pollo Briseño, uh, the same guy that celebrates slide tackles. <laughs> He's just uh he's just over uh, over eager and torpe a little bit. And that's a dangerous that's combination. That's a dangerous yeah, combination. Uh, like when I was when I was a kid and this is not the same exactly, but when I would play soccer, I would never play with somebody who's never played soccer before. Cuz that's just straight up dangerous. Yeah. It is dangerous. <laughs> I I remember like pickup games sometimes some of the football players would try and play and like hell no, bro, you're going to freaking break my ankle, bro. Like straight up, um, I think this is going to be fun. Cruz Azul had a really, really good three games. I mean, they scored a total of uh, nine goals, uh, four against America and four against Pumas, one against Toluca. So, but you can't discount Tigres because they have Gignac. Um, I, I, I do think Cruz Azul will get it done. Uh, as far as the Chivas America, I, I think that America 
really has had a slow start in its preseason. Uh, Chivas, even with having just the first team play 45 minutes every game, I think they have enough to, to get the job done, and we're going to have a pretty pretty exciting uh, final, Ch- uh, Cruz Azul Chivas, and that actually could be, in fact, this could be a preview of, of what the, the season might look like at the end of the at the end of the year, uh, a Cruz Azul Chivas final. I think that'd be, I think that'd be a good way to to finish the end of the world. <laughs> the way twenty twenty has been going, bro. Oh man, snap! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sorry, I didn't mean to go dark on you guys, but I think that it's funny. <laughs> How 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 messed up would it be if like it it's like Cruz Azul winning the 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 league is and then it's like the end of the it's like this it's the sign that's gonna be the end of the world. <laughs> either that or either that or like uh, a team like Atlas winning the league. I think that would that's when we know, man. Atlas <laughs> getting to the final or 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 to the you know or or they're about to win it and then. In the world, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, everyone, uh, Luis, uh, in the comments, thanks for, for being so active. Uh, do you guys have any any final thoughts or anything you guys would like to say before we end this? I've said it all, man. Just cheekies. Lower that sodium intake, man. <laughs> it's, not, it's not healthy. I love some chila. I love some chilaquiles with sodium, dude. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, good show, man. Thank you guys for for joining. This was episode two forty one of the Cantina MX podcast. We will catch you guys next week with the inevitable chisme and the aftermath of some of these games. Uh, thank you guys for watching, and everybody have a great <clears throat> night.